0: Welcome back to another session in the book of Proverbs. And today, again, we are still in chapter 3. We're making our way through it slowly. And um, let's read verses 27 to the end of the chapter. Do not withhold good from those to whom it is due when when it is in your power to do it. Do not say to your neighbor, Go and come back, and tomorrow I will give it. When you have it with you, do not devise harm against your neighbor while he lives securely beside you. Do not contend with a man without cause if he has done you no harm. Do not envy a man of violence and do not choose any of his ways for the devious are an abomination to the Lord, but he is intimate with the upright. The curse of the Lord is on the house of the wicked, but he blesses the dwelling of the righteous. Though he scoffs at the scoffers, yet he gives grace to the afflicted. The wise will inherit honor, but fools display dishonor. Okay, well, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, thank you so much for your word. Thank you, Lord, that your work of salvation is complete, that You have put away our sins through the death of your son, Jesus Christ. You have robed us in perfect righteousness through his perfect life that he lived on our behalf. And now, Lord, you have regenerated our heart and you have given us your good spirit and you have given us your word, your wisdom to guide us. Oh, Father, I pray that the young people who are listening to this Lord will avail themselves of all the good and wise things you have done for them. They will trust in Christ that they will rejoice in the forgiveness of sin. Lord, that they will be strong in the imputed righteousness that is theirs in Christ, that they will grow in sanctification, Lord, By reading, studying, meditating, memorizing your word. Oh dear God, such a path before them, such a world that they must live in. Please guide them and strengthen them. In Jesus name, Amen. You know, before we get started, I was thinking that um, the other day, I read a, a short little uh, statement about one of my heroes in the faith, George Mueller, that when he was, uh, I think he passed away when he was in his nineties and um, the last year of his life um, as an old, old, old man who had already read the Bible so many times and, um, In the last year of his life, he read through the Bible again, five times, five times. Now, here's a man who God used to take care of thousands and thousands of orphans for the sake of Christ and to teach them about Christ. A man of faith, believing the promises of God. A man who had probably been a Christian for, who knows, 70-some years, who had served the Lord so many years. And yet he saw the need to read the Bible five times in his last year. Young person, how much more should you give yourself to the study of Scripture? Oh, please. Please, Genesis to Revelation as many times as you can. Okay, so we are in verse 31. Do not envy a man of violence and do not choose any of his ways. Do you know, isn't it amazing that today, almost, if not all, the heroes of modern cinema are physical men are physical women who are great fighters who somehow save the day by fighting by being physical by beating people up by shooting people by you, you do you see now the Bible talks about government and the Bible talks about... Um, those who enforce the law and those who protect, and, and we should honor that. But it seems to me that we have become a people who talk more about nonviolence and about peace than any other people that's ever existed on the planet, and yet our art, our cinema, our comic books, our media seem to revel In men who solve all the problems with their fists and their feet, or their gun. Now again, there is sometimes a need to fight, and we'll talk about that later. It requires great wisdom, but to be a violent man, a man given to violence, a man who loves violence, a man who settles all his issues with violence, the Bible speaks quite negatively about that. It says, do not envy a man of violence. You know, men that are are physically strong, they were greatly honored in, in the Roman world. Men who were great fighters. They gave parades for them. They didn't give parades for scientists or men of literature, but they did give parades for great Commanders and warriors who came back having destroyed their enemies physically. It seems more and more we've become like the Roman Empire, even though we talk so much about peace. And and again, let me let me iterate this all the um, not that it's all negative, but. The superhero movies and all the things. How are the problems solved? They're not pro- They're not solved through negotiating. They're not solved through service. They're not solved through giving. They're solved through fighting and winning. And and another thing, young person, I want you to see that. Um, you see a superhero flying through the air and hitting people with his shield, or cutting people with a sword, or shooting people with a gun, and. And you just see them almost drop like it was some sort of a game at a circus or a fair. Um, I have been in extremely violent situations where people were shot, where people were blown up, where people were violently killed. It is horrific and it never leaves your mind. And so many of these... I don't know, these movies, they don't show the aftermath of what happens in a real fight. And it is not a beautiful thing. It is not even an, really an honorable thing. It's a terrible thing. And that is why so many good men and women who, who actually go to war for a just cause, who work to protect us here uh, in our own country, um, they struggle with the things they've seen They suffer with the nightmares that they have lived. It's not like a movie. It's not like a video game. So be very careful about being desensitized by these types of things. And again, let me iterate I have a great admiration for those soldiers, for those policemen and women who defend us and do so righteously and justly. But know this they do it at great cost. Because acts of violence, even when they're just, come with a great cost. All right, it says, Do not envy a man of violence and do not choose any of his ways. Uh, let me take this to another level. Do not envy men who oftentimes are the mo- men most honored in this world. It is great to be an intelligent man or an intelligent woman and uh, to be a genius and to be able to do so many things. and, and, And that is certainly worthy of admiration. But it's not the most important thing. It is great to see some of these Olympic athletes and professional athletes and the things that they can do with their bodies, absolutely extraordinary and worthy of admiration. But that's not the most important thing. There are people who are so gifted in in making money and, and creating wealth and they have so much power and prestige. And in some ways, some of that at least can be admired, but it's not the most important thing. The most important thing is faith in Jesus Christ, the Redeemer and the Savior. The most important thing is the glory and honor that comes from God. The most important thing, the person to admire, is the person who is trusting most in Christ, loving Christ most. And seeking to be conformed to his image, the greatest among you is the servant of all. I know that is totally contrary to everything we see in the world. You know, they don't make movies about servants, do they? But that's what we're called to be. That's what we're called to be. Now he says, Do not envy a violent man and do not choose any of his ways. Okay, now here's something that I want you to learn. I think it's very, very important. Usually, if not always, you see a man who is immoral or any person, a woman who is immoral in one area and there will be many other areas in their life that are outside of the will of God. Sometimes we'll see a person who's extremely talented even seem extremely zealous for the things of God, but there's these inconsistencies in their life. You may even want to call it this, even though it's it's not really that. uh, Little sins, little indiscrepancies, uh, little lacks of integrity, little faults in character. But you sit there and go, you know, I see all these wrong things, but they're so amazing in this other area. Be very, very careful. Be very careful. We should consider character and discern character above all things. And so when we're looking at a person, we need to think of a few different things. Number one, what do they profess? Number two, how do they actually live? Because the one, how they live, tells us how genuine they are in what they profess. Now, but in doing so, in seeking to discern these things, I want you to realize something, that you must also act with mercy. Because there is no one who is perfect except the Lord Jesus Christ. And all of us fail in many ways. What you're looking for is someone who professes something and seeks to carry it out. And when they fail, they confess it, they repent of it, they turn, they acknowledge it and start all over again. So it says, do not envy a violent man, don't envy any of his ways because all of his ways are going to be somehow infected by his violence. Now, I want us to look at a passage in Psalms 37, 1 through 3. Do not fret because of evildoers. Be not envious toward wrongdoers. For they will wither quickly like the grass and fade like the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and cultivate faithfulness. Now, it talks about envying wrongdoers. But we can apply this in so many different ways. Uh, one, it says, you know, do not envy a man of violence, Proverbs th- uh, 3.31. Here in Psalms 37, 1 through 3, do not be envious toward wrongdoers. But, but let me say this don't, don't envy a man because of his physical strength. Because one day he will be old and weak. Don't envy a man or a woman because of his or her wealth, for their wealth cannot redeem their soul, nor can it save them from death. Do not envy a person who is famous, because one day they will be forgotten. I can recall, I've lived long enough now to see people who, when I was 18 and 20, they were famous and beautiful and young and strong and now they are no more many of them have now passed away others have lost their fame many have lost their wealth and all have lost their good looks and their strength don't envy these things don't seek to make these things the goal of your life because they don't last what does last The one who fears the Lord, the one who trusts in his son, the one who loves. Yes, even to my dying day, I'll be able to love. Even to my dying day, I'll be able to serve. Even to my dying day, I will be able to speak something of Christ. To demonstrate devotion in some way, this is what you need to seek. Don't envy all these people who seem to have gained the whole world. Because most of them are going to lose their soul. Look at those who have gone before you, who now when they are old have no regrets because they have given their life to Christ and they have lived their life for Christ. In, in Psalms 37, 1 through 3, do not fret because of evildoers. Sometimes we look around and the world seems so evil and there seems to be evil people in power and we don't know what's going to happen. Is the government going to be overthrown? Is the stock market going to crash? What's going to happen in this world? It says, don't fret. And then it says, don't be envious toward wrongdoers who, are in, this, who in this world that seems so messed up seem to, strive, uh, seem to thrive. And just become stronger and stronger while the godly become weaker and weaker. Don't envy them. Now why should we not envy them? It seems like we should. I mean, they do evil, they get stronger. And the ones who seem to serve the Lord seem to get smaller and smaller and smaller. So why should we not envy them? Well, it says here in verse 2, For they will wither quickly like the grass and fade like the green herb. They will. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and cultivate faithfulness. Yes, you must study, young person. You must learn mathematics and history and all these things. Yes, you must get a job and you must contribute and you must raise a family and you must do all these things. But above all these things, seek to be pleasing to the Lord and cultivate faithfulness. This is something that, it's one of my favorite terms, cultivate. Maybe it's because I was raised on a farm, I don't know. But it seems so appropriate. Plant seed, the Word of God, that will cause you to grow in faithfulness. Cultivate it. Any weed that pops up, that turns your heart from faithfulness to the Lord, just tear it out. Nurture the seed that you've planted. Water it with prayer. And grow in faithfulness to God. And in the, the end of your days, when you're an old man or an old woman, you will look back with no regrets and you will raise your hand and you will delight in the God of Jacob and you will say, My God has been faithful. I'm ready to go home. Now, I want us to look in verse 32. In verse 31, do not envy a man of violence and do not choose any of his ways. In verse 32, for the devious are an abomination to the Lord, but he is intimate with the upright. Now the word devious here means crooked, crafty, um, almost like something slimy and that slithers. When I I was a boy, we lived on the the Ohio River, and we did a lot of catfishing in that muddy river, especially in the bottom land when it would flood. And uh, sometimes you'd hook into one of these river eels, and they'd fight. But man, getting them in the boat and getting them off the hook was nasty. I mean, you could hardly pin them down. They were twisting and twirling so fast like a propeller and they were slimy and everything else. And, and that's kind of the idea here. Someone crooked and twisted and twisting. Someone that cannot be really, you can't really take hold of them. You can't really trust them. They're always going in one direction, it appears, but actually going in another direction, saying one thing meaning another. Now, here's the interesting thing. He says in verse 31, do not envy a man of violence. The reason why, verse 32, for the devious are an abomination. So many men, now sometimes good men must be violent. They must fight. But men who are given to violence, who come to to actually love and seek out violence and to do harm to others. The Bible says they become devious, they become crafty, they become someone who is no longer trustworthy, they have no integrity. They are dangerous. And furthermore, it says they are an abomination to the Lord, a violent man who does harm to others and takes pleasure in it the bible says they are an abomination to the lord now the word abomination is one of the strongest words in the entire bible it means they're repugnant to the lord they're revolting to the lord they're repulsive to the lord they're disgusting to the lord now you say well you know i'm not a violent i'm not a violent person okay um, are you stronger than your brother and sister? Are you older? Do you use your strength against them? Do you treat them sometimes in an unloving way simply because you can? Do you see my point? You don't have to be someone running out here with a gun and shooting a lot of people or going to war or you don't have to be a mercenary or a terrorist. But do you take advantage of the fact that you're stronger than your brother and sister? Do you hurt them? Do you punish them? Do you make fun of them? Do you belittle them simply because you're strong enough to do it? Well, you're headed down a very wrong road. Now, having said that, I want us to just look at something for a moment I've got here in my notes. We are not to be violent men and we are not to honor violent men or women, but we are to be strong and we are to fight when the cause is just. There are times when men, women, nations have to draw a line in the sand with regard to evil and say, you have gone far enough and you will go no further. And sometimes, yes, you have to fight. There's a time for peace and a time for war. Now, here's why Proverbs is so important. To make a decision to fight requires great wisdom, great integrity, and great love. Great love because you're, you're not fighting because you're so, you so much hate the enemy. You're fighting because of your love for the ones you're protecting. Also, even your enemy. The Bible says we wrestle not with flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities and mights and dominions. That there are greater forces than just men at work here. There is Satan, there is the demonic working through men. And so we're not fighting directly against men. But we're fighting that which propels them to greater evil. So it requires love. It requires also wisdom. To know when to fight and when not to fight. When to show mercy. When to show justice. And that requires wisdom. And where is wisdom found? It's found in the word of God. It's found in the book of Proverbs. This The entire global history, human history, would be so different if the leaders had acted according to the wisdom of the Scriptures. This whole globe would be different. You say, well, that's not going to happen. But it can happen with you. It can start with you. And you say, yes, one day when I'm a leader, I'll do that. No, if you don't start now, you'll never be that leader you're supposed to be. If you cannot be kind to even your family, what makes you think you can show kindness to an enemy? If you don't know when to fight and when not to fight in the little world you live in now, how are you going to determine that in the big world you will one day enter? I'm telling you, young person, that the book of Proverbs is not just for Sunday school. It's for life. And it's not just for religious matters or more. Well, everything is a moral matter and everything is a religious matter. But the point I'm trying to make is it embarks everything you will have to do. You need wisdom in everything. And if you will study the book of Proverbs, it will make you into the man, woman that you ought to be and to whom God can entrust much. Now, it says, For the devious are an abomination to the Lord. He shuns them. They're repulsive to Him. He's against them. But then it says, But He is intimate with the upright. Literally, His private counsel is with the upright. The ESV translates it this way. The upright are in His confidence. When we say someone is in our confidence, it means we share even our secrets with them because we can trust them. In the New English translation, he reveals his intimate counsel to the upright. Now, who are the upright? First of all, Our relationship with God is through faith in Jesus Christ. And there is none righteous, no, not one. And we need to trust in Christ because he died for our sins and we are given his righteousness. We are clothed in his righteousness. Through faith in Christ also we come to experience a changed heart. And we could head back into the direction of what it means to be made in the image of God. So the upright, first of all, is one who trusts in Christ and receives the free gift of righteousness through Him. But then, as a believer, we must know His will. We must study it. And gradually, little by little, we are conformed to it. Remember... Righteousness has to do with straightness, like a standard. And if we're righteous, we are conformed to that standard. God's character and God's will is the standard. To be righteous is to be conformed to that. And the more you and I take seriously our relationship with God and seek to be pleasing to Him and conform our life to Him, the more He lets us into His counsel and speaks to us through His Word and uses us do you want to be used of God? Then you must draw near to Him in the Word of God in prayer. And you must take the actions of your life seriously. Demonstrate yourself to be trustworthy by not only studying the Word, but applying it to your life. All right. Well, we're going to end there. I hope this has been helpful. Do not envy God any person, violent, strong, wealthy, intelligent, famous, for those things. But admire the person who is trusting in Christ, devoted to Christ, and walking in righteousness. And do not seek to be drawn into the intimate counsel of great men, All the nations together are nothing more than a drop in a bucket to God, a grain of sand in the desert, nothing on the scales. Don't seek to be brought in to the inner circle of supposed great men, but seek to be brought into the inner circle of the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. God bless you. Thank you for listening to the Studies in Proverbs podcast produced by HeartCry Missionary Society. Visit heartcrymissionary.com to view our other productions and to find out more about HeartCry Missionary Society.